You're listening to the EU Mentorship Stories from the Western Balkans podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the European Liberal Forum, the Boris Divkovic Foundation and D66 International. We do hope you enjoy it. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm very happy that you're joining us this, uh, today. My name is uh, Robert Farla. I'm a member of D66, the Social Liberal Party in the Netherlands. And today I'm going to talk to with Juliana Nikolova and Darmir Arnaut from North Macedonia and Bosnia about the EU perspectives of the Balkans. And uh, we'll call it Stories from the Balkans. But first, uh, Juliana, you're a member of the Parliament of North Macedonia. Could you briefly introduce yourself? Hello, Juliana Nikola. I'm a member of the Parliament, also Vice President of Liberal Democratic Party. Happy to be here today to have this wonderful conversation. Thank you to the organizers for all this meeting and okay. conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having you. And Amir, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, certainly. Well, first of all, thank you for having me here today. I'm a member of Parliament of Bosnia and Herzegovina, a member of Nasha Stranka, and uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about the Bosnia uh, about Bosnia Herzegovina's perspectives, EU perspectives uh, today. Thanks very much. Okay, I also read that you're a specialist on the constitution, constitutional law. So finally, someone who understands the Bosnian constitution. <laughs> well, I'm trying to understand. <laughs> trying to understand. I, I also try to understand it. Um, yeah, good luck we're going with to that. Talk, we're going to talk <laughs> about EU and the uh, uh, well, aspirations. Of course, um, uh, all the countries in the Balkans are in a different stage of their EU accession process. Um, let me first uh, uh, start with you, Juliana, and congratulations that finally... Uh, well, we are going to start negotiating with uh, North Macedonia. How is this seen in your country? Oh, uh, we said that we will not speak about the situation now with all these problems with Corona, but the decision of European Union became in the came in the time which is very problematic. We don't have opportunity to enjoy in recognition of all our effort during all this time. Uh, we have now data for the negotiation. We are very happy with that. And we are waiting for the starting of negotiation for concrete steps in the negotiations. Is EU uh, membership, is it uh, uncontested in, in North Macedonia or are there also some people who are against it? Uh, you know, uh, the... The main issue for us is European story, which is made by consensus from all citizens, regardless of their age, ethnical, national, religious belonging. Also, there is strategic goal for all political governments since the independence of our country. We are united uh, for that issue. So we are all happy about this recognition of our effort during all the time this very long trajectory during the years. Yeah, and, and what do people expect 
uh, why why do you want to join the EU? Uh, it's a very interesting question. You know, uh, when we speak about Europe, Europe is a political and economic union, but also Europe is a system of values too. We, when you're speaking about Europe, you're speaking about the ancient philosophy, Roman law, enlightenment, fraternity, egalitate, solidarity, peace, and everything else also. We have to mention the numbers because the, for let's say all Western Balkan countries, uh, European Union is the best partner. The EU is leading trade partner accounting for almost 17% of the region global trade. It's very important to open our markets to be the part of the European Union when we think that, that geographically, culturally, historically, economically, we belong there. So it's very important issue also when we discuss on EU, EU membership in Vienna, uh, why is Western Balkan important for the European Union? That is a very interesting question, and I'm very happy to share the, what uh, Madame President von der Leyen said on the press conference on the last EU Western Balkan Zagreb Summit. She said that this summit, even if it's virtual, is a testimony of the importance of the European Union to the region. And it is testimony that the Western Balkans are absolute priority for the European Union and for my commission. So we are very happy to hear that, that interest is common. There. And naturally, Western Balkans is part of the European Union. Want to be there with any sense of that word. Okay, thank you very much. And for you, Damir, um, uh, how is support in, in Bosnia-Herzegovina for EU membership? Well, uh, unlike, Macedon uh, unlike Northern Macedonia, uh, we have this uh, dichotomy between uh, EU membership and NATO membership support. Uh, uh, I think NATO membership in Macedonia was uh, almost or near universal, whereas in Bosnia and Herzegovina, it's sort of split between the Bosniaks and Croats on the one hand, who support NATO membership and third part of the country, which uh, doesn't. Uh, but as far as the European Union uh, membership is concerned, the, the support is almost universal. I mean, all the data that we're getting from the research, from the public opinion polling and so on, shows that uh, EU membership support is at uh, hovering around 85 to 95 percent. Wow, that's uh, that, that's huge. What do people expect from the EU? Is it stability? Is it prosperity? Is it uh, the, 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 the values that Juliana mentioned? Well, I think it's the first two definitely that you mentioned. I mean, it's the stability and the prosperity. When it comes to values, uh, you know, the polling shows uh, uh, shows different results. I mean, when you ask people specifically about whether you support certain values, then the the, the support drops. But when you talk about economic and stability or rule of law issues, then people show full support. So. But I think that uh, even when it comes to values, that people, even though they have some sort of uh, understanding of the values that is, uh, if I can speak completely, frankly, backward, uh, the stability and prosperity take uh, take, uh, take 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 the front bench really. Okay, and and what would you see are the main obstacles to to joining the EU in Bosnia? Corruption and the rule of law. 
corruption oh, and, the, and the lack of rule of law, to be exact. Uh, those are the mo main obstacles. In fact, uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina is now, in addition to Kosovo, which isn't recognized by all of the countries of the European Union. So if, no. you're, if you're looking only at the countries that are fully recognized by all the European Union member states, uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina really takes the last place in uh, terms of uh, advancement towards the European Union. And the main obstacle, the, the one, two, and three spots take the lack of rule of law and, uh, and, 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 and uh, the independence of the judiciary. Yeah. Before joining the EU, um, uh, well, we ask a certain level of uh, the, I, I, the rule of law has to be uh, respected, of course. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes I, I think it's, it's, it's sort of a catch-22. In order to become member of the European Union, you have to eradicate uh, corruption. But the uh, membership of the European Union and the, the the laws that will be introduced also, and maybe to prosperity, will also help to to get rid of of corruption and the lack of of the rule of law. How do you see this, uh, Damir? Yeah, it's not necessarily a catch twenty two. It's more of a chicken and egg argument, right? I mean, uh, if uh, uh, for example, look at Switzerland and look at Norway. I mean, these are the countries which are not members of the EU yet. They could, or Iceland for that matter. I mean, they could become members of the EU tomorrow if they desired uh, yeah. to do so. And in fact, Switzerland, Norway, and Iceland are really good examples because these are the countries that. Uh, fulfill all the requirements, yet for their own economic reasons, they find that it's not in their best interest to join the EU at the moment. Bosnia and Herzegovina is at the other end of the poll. Uh, the issue is, I mean, uh, the closer a country gets to the EU, the less important uh, it becomes to their citizens to actually join formally. Croatia is probably the best example. If you look at the early or mid 90s, uh, and, and even mid-2000s, Croatian public opinion was fully in favor, about 92% uh, in favor during the EU. The more they fulfilled the requirements, the more the people of those countries felt that they were actually living up to the EU standards, the, the support started dropping because then the negative economic implications kick in. Uh, unfortunately, Bosnia and Herzegovina is still at the lower end of that uh, poll, if you will. Uh, in terms of that we don't satisfy any of the requirements, and this is why most of our people want to join. Uh, the more we start to satisfy these requirements, the less the formal act of joining will matter. Yeah, thank you. Juliana, uh, North Macedonia has uh, already taken the most difficult barrier, I think, and that's the name issue, of course. But what would you see are the main barriers towards EU membership? Um. Our trajectory on the way to Europe is very long. I, I will try to, to, pre to be precise in some chronology, but it will be very short. Uh, we signed the Stabilization Association Agreement in 2001. 2004, we entered into force. Since 2005, we have status of candidate country. You know, there is 15 reports from European Union, European Commission and 15 recommendations to European Council to open a special negotiation. But all the time we are on the agenda of European Union for enlargement and the government subsequently began to, to 
answered all the question in the questionnaire in European Commission to according to Copenhagen criteria, etc. etc. But you know, besides the positive reports, unsolved issues with our neighbors were the main obstacle for the country. So also additionally, the previous government was not interested in solving problems, but only for the next election. So that absence of vision, political courage, and calculation were anchor to Macedonian status quo. When after the election 2016, the majority, including our party, was strongly determined to solve all open issues with our neighbors. So it was not easy at all. It was very difficult. First, we adopted agreement with Bulgaria for friendship. That was open gate for agreement with Greece for challenging problem with Greece and you know famous Presto agreement. After that, referendum, constitutional changes, improvements of market areas. Finally, we were we've been rejected twice. And on 25th of March 2020, before one or two months, the European Union decided to open accession negotiations. And we'll start now with all that chapters according to new methodology. We'll see we'll be the first who will try that new methodology. So we are expecting to be fast and efficient in that process because you know we have examples. For example, Malta was very quick in that process, only opening and closing very fast. And now from the other side, we have Serbia and Turkey who are stuck in that process for years. And everything now is depends on us, on our knowledge, on our will, and we'll try to do the best. We have elections, and we'll see if we will do the next. Thank you. Um, if you talk about uh, the, 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 you talked about the fact that you are a candidate member already for quite some time, uh, what do people expect when it comes to the uh, the speed of negotiations? We don't know because uh, this is now. Your microphone is, is sometimes you're difficult to hear. I don't know. I'm sorry for the technical problems. I will try to be closer to the microphone. So, according to the new methodology, we don't know how that all will be because previous is somehow predictable, previous way of negotiation, but now. We are facing with totally new methodology, so we will see how that will bring. Uh, some experts said that that will be more difficult than previous. Some said that it's easier because it's predictable, it's reversible, and will be more in favor of the candidates. So we will share our experience in the next period. No. Uh, Damir, as a, as a parliamentarian, what can you do to, to maybe to, to, to speed up or to promote uh, the uh, accession of the European uh, of Bosnia-Herzegovina to the European Union? Well, one of the things that uh, Nasha Stranke in particular has been uh, advancing is the cooperation between uh, the Parliament of Bosnia-Herzegovina and the uh, international community in terms of people from the international community who actually make decisions uh, as far as European Union membership of Bosnia-Herzegovina is concerned. Now, uh, kindly, uh, if I can remind everybody, 
uh, Bosnia Herzegovina is not yet a candidate country. We haven't received the candidate status and, uh, and the position of the EU members, particularly France and the Netherlands, is that we cannot make a single step towards the European Union uh, candidacy, not even membership, but candidacy without addressing some of these rule of law issues. And uh, it is a huge problem in Bosnia and Herzegovina. The, the judicial system of Bosnia and Herzegovina has been judged by independent EU hired experts as uh, completely under political control, uh, completely not independent. And until we address these issues, uh, we cannot we cannot actually advance towards the EU candidacy. I'm, I'm, I'm purposefully uh, uh, highlighting the candidacy part rather than membership because we're not yet a candidate country. Uh, so what we have been doing is uh, we have been closely working with the members of the international community, OSCE, the United States, uh, the European Union uh, office here in Bosnia-Herzegovina in addressing these issues as a party, in fact, as a political party, because the main parties which are in power in Bosnia-Herzegovina are actually the, the, the cause of the problem, the cause of the problem of political control over the judiciary. I'm encouraged by the fact that the uh, Peace Implementation Council, which is an international body set up by the UN Security Resolution uh, that uh, is overseeing Bosnia-Herzegovina's progress after the war, uh, recently held a meeting at which they clearly highlighted that uh, until these rule of law issues are addressed, uh, we cannot move forward to e toward the EU candidacy. And uh, one mechanism that has been set up in the parliament with the full support of the international communities has been this uh, investigative committee of the parliament to address the issues in the judiciary with the full support of the international community. And if we can actually do that, if we can make these changes to the law, if we can make independent judiciary possible in Bosnia-Herzegovina, perhaps that will be the next step. So that's that, uh, and, and by the way, the uh, investigative committee is an investigative committee of the parliamentary assembly. Okay, do people understand the position of France and the Netherlands? Uh, that we first need to, to see some, some progress uh, with regards to the rule of law, or do they see it as blackmail? No, I think that, uh, that the no, uh, regular people actually do understand it because we have a huge, I, I, I really mean huge uh, movement of people from Bo leaving Bosnia and Herzegovina. I mean, uh, five, 10 years ago, we had economic migration. I mean, people going to Germany and Austria uh, people who are unemployed in Bosnia leaving for these countries to get a job. Now we actually have whole families moving, families where both partners have a job. Uh, they, they're, they're actually living with kids, the kids are going to school, the, both partners have a job, yet they're leaving Bosnia-Herzegovina because, precisely because, uh, they want to live in a system that is actually governed by the rule of law rather than by the anarchy that we have right now. So, so I think that the people of Bosnia and Herzegovina essentially understand the French and the and the Dutch position, uh, which are essentially look if you become countries uh, like uh, Norway and Switzerland and, and and Iceland, we'll we'll take you tomorrow. We simply cannot take you in for the sake of taking you in. Okay. Yeah, thank you. And uh, Juliana, um, uh, when people think about the European Union, as you. Uh, you probably also read in, in, in the newspapers in your country, there are quite some problems, you know, uh, the UK uh, has left the European Union, we had problems with migration, we now have problems with this so-called solidarity fund uh, with, with Spain and Italy. Um, do people know about these internal problems of the EU or do they 
don't care. Despite of all fake news and different sequences from the East, from different kitchens, people are very well informed. And they know how the situation now, but still, Europe is a symbol of stability, prosperity, for democratic and inclusive society. We still believe in European Union. And also, I think that our, how to say, um, wish for, we are so pro-European, so I think that we are more pro-European than uh, some of the member states in European, members in European Union. Uh, that should be recognized from the European countries, that we are so optimistic, we are believe in European Union, and we want to be the part of everything. Because we know all that problems could be solved, and we know that only together we could overcome all the problems. Now we can see this situation with solidarity, with all this pandemia. Uh, European countries are, are helping each other. We know about the doctors from, from Albania going to Italy to help to people there. We have uh, solidarity with help of different kinds of medical equipment and everything. And no, we are small markets, small countries, and we need the bigger market, we need the bigger uh, surrounding. So because of that, European Union is very important for us and also for the space, stability and prosperity. Thank you. Um, is it important that the liberals in Europe uh, help each other and, and inspire each other and, 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 and come together to, to, to work together? Is it, uh, Damir, what, what is your idea on, on European cooperation uh, by liberals? Well, to be, to be perfectly honest, I think it's uh, really the only hope that a lot of people in Bosnia and Herzegovina feel, uh, because uh, the main parties uh, that are actually responsible for all of these issues that the European Council, in fact, is addressing to Bosnia and Herzegovina, particularly in the rule of law, as I've already discussed, are uh, actually the main problems are caused by the EPP parties. Uh, and uh, people, I think, that are, are starting to uh, really understand the difference. I mean, but, but, but I do think that uh, a lot more work is needed to really filter that down to the people. Thank you. And, and you, Juliana, is it, is it important to be part of a liberal family and, and work together? Uh, mutual support and mutual uh, help is very important for us. I will speak as a member of Liberal Democratic Party. Support from ALDE, Liberal International, Friedrich Naumann, all different liberal institutes, educational programs, sharing experience and knowledge are very important for us. Not only like sharing knowledge and experience, also gaining um, personal relations, which are very important for that sense of belonging. You know, we are feeling that we are part of big liberal family, which is very important for us as a liberal. And also we have concrete help for certain persons, for, um, like, let's say for the entities in national parliaments, for a member of European parliament, for example, reporter for European Parliament for North Macedonia is Johan Kuchuk, who is member of MRF, the Bulgarian Sisters Party, 
and we're very happy about that. That is very helpful, not only for the liberals, but also for all our countries. And I think you know that we have our base is strong ideology, personal friendships, uh, mutual support, and this liberal family means a lot. You know, we are we are building our liberal identity mostly, maybe more in other youth than uh, our national party. It's roughly to say, but our our liberal identity is very strong, and that support is crucial. Sometimes we have visited uh, Hans van Balen, Dutch and Solosworth in Macedonia before. I don't know three, four, and that's concrete support we come up. Thank you. Um, last question to the two of you. Um, uh, what message would you like to give to, to liberals from this part of Europe? Uh, Damir. Uh, well, the, but, uh, not necessarily the last message, but the most important message, uh, do not give up on Bosnia and Herzegovina. There are uh, quite a few forces within these countries that actually uh, harbor European values, which uh, the liberals, I would say, at least uh, are really the best representatives of. The European values are really something that the liberals uh, uh, hold as the core of their ideology. Do not give up on Bosnia and Herzegovina. There, there's a silent majority in Bosnia and Herzegovina, if you will, of the people who harbored those values. In fact, the reason why we have such a such a huge emigration from Bosnia and Herzegovina to the European Union is precisely because people who hold those values simply cannot, cannot uh, find themselves in this kind of a system and they, they leave for the countries that actually harbored those values. So uh, rather than uh, accepting these people uh, continually until all we have left here are the people with conservative values, please do not give up on us. And, uh, and, 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 and advocate not only the European future for Bosnia and Herzegovina, but actually European values in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Thank you. Juliana, message from you. Trying to avoid, but I'm strongly affected for today numbers in my country. So I have to say that during these tough and difficult times, we have to keep the sense of unity, sense of purpose and optimism. And I have to emphasize this regional cooperation, good neighbor relations, and also collaboration with our sister party in all Europe is very important. It's key for the economic recovery, maybe in the future period after Albania. Here is based on solidarity. We together will overcome the crisis, but we have to keep strictly to the liberal values and to stay, stay strong, take care, all the best. Thank you very much, Juliana. And this is the end of our first uh, video cast, uh, Stories from the Balkans. I really enjoyed uh, talking to you, Damir, and to you, Juliana. And I hope uh, that our viewers uh, have liked it as well. Um, we will uh, talk to other politicians from the Balkans to have a view on uh, what they think of the European Union and how they can uh, help to achieve the goal of the uh, well, the Balkans uh, entering the European Union in the in the not too distant future. Thank you very much, Amir. Thank you very much, uh, Juliana. Uh, I hope to to meet you in person one day in the Balkans or elsewhere in Europe, because uh, after this uh, Corona crisis, 
we hope to, to be able to travel and to meet in person. Thank you very much.